y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. You are joining me for week eight of the series I am calling Whatever. This series is all about our thought life. What are our thoughts supposed to be about or look like? Should they reflect the good in us or the bad? What thoughts honor God? The main scripture for this series is Philippians 4.8. I hope that at the end, which is today, you and I will be able to have a Philippians 4.8 thought life and outlook on the world. Over the past seven weeks, we have looked deep into the eight descriptors of what our thoughts should be, things that we should be thinking about. Number one, we should think about things that are true. No place for lies or secrets in the mind of the child of God. Number two, we should think about things that are noble, honorable, and respectable thoughts about God, His kingdom, other believers, and ourselves. No place for trashy thoughts in the mind of the child of God. Number three, we should have right thoughts in our minds. These are thoughts that reflect the righteousness of God. What are His standards of right and wrong? And how are we allowing inputs to affect our thinking? Number four, we should think thoughts that are described as pure, unblemished, and undefiled by the outside forces and influences of darkness, dirtiness, and impurity. Number five, we should have thoughts that are lovely, pleasing, agreeable, and kind toward God, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and those yet to come to faith in Jesus. Number six, We should have thoughts that are admirable, thinking of things that are of good report or good news, specifically, how do we think and feel about the gospel, and do we allow it to penetrate into every aspect of our lives? Number seven, we should have thoughts that are excellent, and number eight, we should have thoughts that are praiseworthy. Today, we will wrap up this series as we put it all together with practical strategies to keep our minds set on the things we have just learned about and not on earthly things. If this is your first week tuning in to this series, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the previous seven episodes. You will not regret it. Well, for those of you keeping track, we did not release an episode the last two weeks. You may have been wondering what was up. If so, God timed the end of this series as a time to teach me a very serious and real lesson about the things we had been discussing. He took me through the study and preparation for these episodes in this series for this reason. As like with lessons or instructional time in a classroom, at the end of that period comes a test. This was the same for me these past two weeks. I had studied and prepared, and whether I was ready or not, God gave me a test. Before I tell you the details, let's remind ourselves of the main verse for the series, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The last part of this verse is where the rubber meets the road. Those last four words, think on such things. That's the instruction. That's what the child of God is told to do. 
think on such things. We can say we think on things that are true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. But until we actually begin thinking on these things, our minds will still be in, quote, defeat mode, controlled by our sinful nature and desires that are contrary to the desires of the Spirit of God. How do I know this? Because of the test I was told to take. Like I said earlier, the instruction had been given. Now God needed to see if I had learned anything. Well, all that being said, COVID, COVID, COVID has hit the Stamps House. All the health precautions I had taken, the choices about my health I had made, none of that mattered. That Tuesday, when I got those test results, I was knocked down emotionally and spiritually, and of course, physically. I just sat there in my car by myself with all the questions and unknowns going through my head. To be real, I was not ready for this test. I was not as prepared as I thought I would be. The test was not COVID in and of itself. The test was how would I think about this diagnosis? The test would be, where would my mind go? As I drove home from the test site, thinking of how I would tell my family of the diagnosis, how I was going to tell my 75-year-old mother, who I had just spent the weekend with, that I was positive for COVID and had unknowingly exposed her to the sickness, how was I going to tell my 12-year-old that she would not be able to start her 7th grade school year the next day with all her friends? How was I going to overcome this disease when so many had succumbed to it, including members of my extended family? My mind was racing in a dead-end direction. No, I indeed was not ready for this test. Once at home, I had those conversations. I cried on Brian's shoulder. I cried with my child over the loss of her first day of school experience. After speaking with our doctors and school nurse, we made a plan for our physical care and well-being. Brian went to the store and got medicine and vitamins. I went into the bedroom and closed the door. That was the best protection for the other two in my home to physically remove myself, so I did. I began taking the meds and vitamins, rested, but made myself get up and walk every hour. I drank warm liquids and took deep breaths all throughout the day to help my lung capacity. Really, when I got right down to it, my physical body was not where the majority of the danger lied. It was in my mind. My mental health was where the battle would rage. Very quickly, I realized that my mind needed therapeutic treatments to pass this test. My mind was the battlefield, and I needed to get suited up for battle. So how did I do this? It was not me. It was the work of the Holy Spirit to get my mind in the place that it needed to be to be victorious. To start, I was reminded that, in fact, I needed to get my mind right. I thought of 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, which says, For we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, 
They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And this is what got me. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. So the starting point was to take the thoughts that were going to get me off balance captive. Make them obedient to Christ. So when a thought that was against God's promises and his spoken word to me would come to mind, I would visualize taking that thought in my hand, getting control of it. Then what? Then I would think of the verse we have spent so many weeks studying, Philippians 4.8. I would take that terrible thought and replace it with the words that God commanded I think about. Then what? Was that enough? Yes, it wasn't until I tried to take a deep breath and my lungs betrayed their normalcy when I strained to take a deep breath. At that point, I had to pray and ask God to fill my lungs with new breath, with His breath. I had to go to Scripture, which Second Timothy 3.16 tells me is God's very breath on the page. The isolation I felt being in my bedroom with the door closed was another monster entirely. A monster in my mind that I needed to get under control. At night seemed to be the worst. So the last thing I would do as I laid my head on my pillow is I would get the Bible app pulled up on my phone and I would play Psalm 23. Then I would turn on worship music and try and sleep. You know what? It worked. I needed rest. And my mind needed to be in unity with my body to get that rest. So I know that this is only my experience. That not everyone will experience COVID. And not everyone who has COVID will have a battle in the mind. But all of us, at one point or another, will have a battle of the mind. And when the war wages, we need to have the weapons ready. Our weapon, as told to us in Ephesians 6, is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So let me give you some ammunition. Scripture that you can swing at the enemy when he comes to taunt your mind. What does Scripture say, even more than what we have already studied, about our minds, thoughts, and thinking? Psalm 63.3 tells us that when we cannot sleep, we should turn our thoughts to God. Psalm 94.11 and 139.23 tells us that God knows our thoughts, the ones that are futile and anxious. Isaiah 55.8-11 through 11 tells us that God's thoughts are elevated high above ours. We can trust His word, and it will not go out from His mouth and return empty. 1 Corinthians 13.11 admonishes the child of God that as they mature in their faith, so should also their thoughts mature. And Second Peter 3, 1 and 2 encourages us as children of God to remember and recall what God has done through His Word and His promises. What about our minds? Scripture has much to say about our minds and where they should be set. Isaiah 26, 3 tells us to keep our minds where it should be. Matthew 22:37 commands us that we love God with all of our mind. Romans 7:21 through 25 tells us that there is a struggle that can occur in the mind. Romans 8:5 through 8 
tells us that there are two places that our minds will be set on, either the sinful nature or the Spirit of God. There is no in-between. Romans 12.2 and Titus 3.5 tells us that we must renew our minds. How do we do that? Colossians 3.1 and 2 tells us that our mindset should be on things above, not on earthly things. And 1 Peter 4.7 tells us to have a God-controlled perspective. So, we should know Scripture, read Scripture, pray Scripture, speak Scripture. How do we win the battle of the mind? We fight with the weapons that will work. Scripture. It has to be Scripture. God's Word. God's promises. God's breath breathing into our daily lives. Hour by hour. And before long, you will be winning battles before they even enter into your scope of thinking. That will be the victory. That will be the whatever way of thinking God is wanting from you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this study on this one verse. There's so much that we got from it. God, protect our minds, our thinking, and our thoughts. God, may we have a mind that is set on you, not on earthly things. May we have a mind that is controlled by your Holy Spirit and not controlled by our sinful nature and desires. God, I thank you for getting me through COVID, teaching me through that. I don't know if I passed the test or not, but I have learned how to fight when my mind gets out of control. God, I pray this has been encouraging to my friends who are listening. God, I pray that they would use your scripture, your word, and your promises when the battle wages in their minds. That's where the enemy tries to get us. I pray that we would not allow it to happen. Protect our minds with the helmet of salvation, and may we carry the sword of the Spirit, which is your word, with us wherever we go. God, continue to heal me, heal my family, and please take away this terrible disease. Show yourself powerful and glorious through it all. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, y'all, I'm kind of sad to be leaving our dear friend Paul in his admonishment of our thoughts. God has used this verse to bring growth in my spiritual life, and I hope he has done the same for you. But y'all, even though I hate to leave Philippians, I'm excited to go where God is taking us in the next series. You do not want to miss next week. I'm not just saying that either to plug my own podcast. I really do believe God has a word for you through this next series. I can't wait to see you back here next week. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen 
at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.